Are you ready for the Low Bros Network? It's the show where you control what's on the agenda. Ask us anything and we're broad bound to answer. Starring Rick Nash, Corporate King, and the Queen of Irish Wrestling, Katie Hardy. It's Ask Low Bros. Whenever you're ready, you can. Ready then? Right? I don't know why I'm very caught off guard by the intro of the show that I do literally every week. But, um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Kento comes with the first question. Unless Yay. anybody would like to know what I say before we get into the questions. I don't think he's doing it. This is formatted kind of weird on my phone, but I'll give it my best. Um, it's Tyrone Virus. Same situation. Eight hour road trip. 1993 Vauxhall. Windows can't roll down. Now, there's a smell of gone off milk in the car. <laughs> Pick your passengers. And this is my first time actually reading any of this, so bear with me. The Willies or the Johnsons? <laughs> Willy Wonka? Groundskeeper Willy? The literature laugh from all of this. <laughs> <laughs> like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he literally was. <laughs> um, so Wonka, Groundskeeper, Winky or OD? Or the Johnsons? Dwayne? Ka- Car- oh, by the way, sorry, he forgot to mention, I forgot to mention at the top of the top of this point, there's no corpses. So the dead people are actually still alive. <laughs> but uh, presumably they're like alive, but in their prime. Kind of like a hologram or whatever, right. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> the Johnsons. Dwayne. Karen? Karen. Karen. Um, Lyndon B. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson, the former president. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Woodies on that one because. Um, Adam Johnson is... It, look, Dwayne Johnson's cool. Who wouldn't love to hang out with The Rock for a day in a 1993 Vauxhall or 98 Vauxhall, whatever it was. Adam Johnson kind of kills the buzz a little bit, not going to lie. So I'm going to go with the Willies on that one. Yeah, Adam Johnson is, is, is a bad one, um, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, Karen Johnson is Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I just looked that up. Holy shit. Oh, I want to be a Dakar. And then just like, The Rock will bash the, like, Adam Johnson. Well, no, because it might not come from conversation what he did. Oh, you're going to bring it up? Oh, yeah. You're like, see what he did? <laughs> what are you going to do about that, Dwayne? And then, like, yeah. Yeah, but then, like, the atmosphere would be, like, you know what I mean? It, it gets Oprah really... Winfrey is going to give him, she is going to murder him, or not, fuck, I'm so oh. sorry, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is going to murder him with a look, and, like, she's going to end him in a second. So, like, no, it's like, she's going to do that. Because she does the view and all in America, doesn't she? Sorry, I've just Googled who Adam Johnson was. <laughs> oh, he's bad. It's bad. Just not great, though. Not great. Like, I, like, I think it's going to turn into, like, him getting, like, kind of just cooperative. Sorry, everyone judging him. And, like, he's not going to feel good. Like, so, like, did Wayne, like, yeah, the Johnsons. Yeah, Willie Wonka might have some banging chocolate as well, though. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like The Rock could be very big in a Vauxhall. Yeah. Like, he take up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go with the Willies. I was just laughing, so it reminds me of that skit in Wayne's World. It's, oh, not Wayne's World, in Austin Powers. It's one of my favourite like comedy scenes where they're seeing the, the rocket that looks like a Willie going through the air and they keep cutting off each other's sentence. Johnson. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That looks like a giant Johnson. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's so funny. It's one of the cleverest comedy things. I didn't notice, but Wee Willie Winky is a Scottish poem that on the Wikipedia entry has the Scottish version with like the English words right beside it. Even though it's like, it is English. <laughs> but it's like written, Wee Willie Winky runs to the tune. And it's like, next to it, it's Wee Willie Winky runs to the town. <laughs> <laughs> 
subtitled. They're subtitled it in Wikipedia. <laughs> That's like, do you ever like see a tweet and it's like you click on translate tweet and it's the exact same? Like. Yeah, it's certainly like, but they've done it like I love reading Scottish because it's like all oh, it but sleep, you rogue, glaring the, like the moon. <laughs> I don't think that's how it sounds. I can hear it. I can hear the way they have it spelled. It's hilarious. Uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna change to the Winnie said. All right, you must make me laugh. The yeah, Davids, the Davids or the Emmas. Uh, La- David, Larry David. I'd say Larry Dickinson, Hasselhoff, and Beckham. So no Edgar Davids there. Bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Um, or the Emmas, uh, Stone, Thompson, Watson. Daniel Bashwood stops the money. I'm actually glad I didn't read these in advance, though. Okay, well played, Kendall. Emma Stone, you see, Emma Stone, Emma Watson are names that I recognise, but I wouldn't know them if I saw them, really. Hermione from Harry Potter. I never watched Harry Potter. (laughs) It's me. Okay, I'm going to go for the Emmas. And the reason is, all very skinny in a tight like box all more space do you know what i mean like so like i'm thinking strategically here um everyone in that everyone involved in that is small and there's not i'm not going to be stuck for space do you oh, know what i mean God, it's hasselhoff i was thinking david of, hasselhoff like I, no i was thinking of jimmy floyd hasselbank i was like that wasn't a david i was like i was trying to do a math i was like why is why is he here and i was like oh david hasselhoff david why hasselhoff. would you not get in a car with a man who sings a song called Jump get in, in my car, car. like yeah. Because it can be interpreted in one of many ways. Get in my car does not sound very. Yeah, when you say it the way he said, get in my car. Another way of saying that is get in my car. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, I'm, actually, I'm gonna. Um, the Emma car. I mean, oh, let me just see. David car. You got Beckham. That's that's cool. But I don't like. I don't know. I'm gonna go with the Emmas. Um, the, there's a wrestler in there. There's no wrestler in the David. So I mean, at least if there's a wrestler in there, that would imply there's at least there's also a wrestling fan because usually wrestlers are wrestling fans. Usually. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go with that one. I'm gonna go with the Emmas. I'm going with the Davids. Uh, big David Dickinson fan. Uh, love a bit of bargain hunt. Would definitely have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love David Beckham. He's just pretty to look at. Larry David is very funny as well. Like they are a sounder. Like, but again, I'm just thinking strategically the Vauxhall situation. Windows can't roll down. Em- the Emmas are gonna smell good, and they're not gonna take up a lot of space. And they're very interested as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like. Getting uh, Emma Thompson, like she'll have stories to tell. I think she's an actress, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she'll have stories. She's not an older actress, like she's married. She's Poppins, like Nanny or, McPhee. Nanny McPhee, that's yeah, the one. So she, she, I, I get gas crack out of her. She's loads of stories to tell. Emma Watson talk about Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh no, all day, Emma's. Um, the McDonalds or the Sanders. So the McDonalds are Steve, Jim, <laughs> Ronald, or Mary Lou. What a team! What a team! <laughs> uh, the Sanders are Colonel, Bernie, Miles, and Aaron. So uh, the only one, two of the ones that I know here. I'm going the Sanders uh, to the surprise of absolutely fucking nobody. There's the Philadelphia Eagle there and Bernie Sanders. Colonel and Bernie are, are pretty cool. So I, 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 yeah, sure. Chicken. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know, you might have some kind of like Willy Wonka with the chocolate factory. You yeah. might have, might bring along some stock. So, yeah. Uh, the risk is if if you go for someone on the basis of food, the windows can't roll down. But here's the other thing as well. If it gets gassy in there. But here's the thing though, right? Colonel Sanders. What if like he doesn't bring food, right? And you're, you know, you know these long trips. You know, when you go to, like wrestling shows and everything, you come back and you're like, you know, you're long, a lot. Say you be like Tipperary and or you know, middle of nowhere, and someone's like, oh, can we pull over and get food? And you pull in, you get like Supermax or McDonald's or whatever. Do you think he'd take it personally? You're not going to KFC. Yeah. yeah. He'd take it mad. He'd get pissy yeah. with everyone, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, like, there's also less of a chance of... Like, I, like, I'm thinking, like, when I come home from Phoenix, 
we're rarely in a KFC in the way back. It's always either a McDonald's or a Supermax. Belfast, they go to KFC. That's always open late up there. Mm. But this is from, we're not going, oh, sure. yeah, this, this is the West. So this is like, we, we, no, it'll be a Burger King because Apple Greens in the middle of nowhere always have a Burger King next to them. Mm. So that's realistically where we're going to end up if, if he doesn't bring chicken himself. So, and then he's going to get pissy at everyone. But then, like, the other side, Ronald McDonald's, oh, well, then Ronald McDonald's did the same thing. If we put up a Burger King and Ronald, and Ronald McDonald's less fucking, the less chill of the two. You know what I mean? If you show up a Burger King and Ronald McDonald's, he will slice your throat. I'm going to go with the Sanders. I'm confident. I'm, I'm pretty confident now. Unless you consider the other Ronald McDonald, which is Mac from It's Always Sunny, who mm. is someone I would absolutely road trip with. Good show. Um, do you want to hear something embarrassing? Okay. Right, you see that word, Colonel? Yeah. I didn't know that Colonel was spelt like that until probably too recently. I used to read that word and pronounce it. Colonel. Colonel. I used that as well and for I, years. I could not marry the two of them in my head. Mate. I could not understand it was the same word. I, I, I want to say... When you say like too recently, was it when Keen read it? Like? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I mean like in like the last five years, a penny dropped one day. Oh, oh well. Because like, I, I want to say I was in my teens when I figured it out, but it would have been late teens. Like, <laughs> So um, yeah, I may have actually been a legal adult when I realised that. You were hosting this show. Like, yeah, because... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go to Sanders. You're going with Sanders? Sanders yeah. McDonald's. Okay. The Martins. Freeman, Linda, Kemp, or Ricky? Or the... Ricky Martin. The Moe's? Oh, the Moe's. Moe's is like Dunford, Farrah, L. L. Moe. Oh! <laughs> Martin Freeman. Is uh, an actor, isn't he? Yeah. He yeah. was in uh, The Office. He was in The Hobbit. Um, he was in the MCU as well. Martin, Martin like, Kemp, Ricky Martin. Martin's the Martin's easy for me. Yeah. I want to live La Vida Loca. Uh, Martin Kemp seems a grand lad as well. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. Elmo's a bit of a free, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Martin's just because it's a bit. It's less creepy. Yeah, but Elmo, you always have to sit with a random in the car with his hand up his arse. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that guy? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go I do love Mo Farah, but it's it's not enough pull. It's not enough pull <laughs> for that car. He's a drug cheat. The West. Wait, what? Yeah. He's what? He's a drug cheat. Yeah, I don't care. He was really funny and I'm a celebrity. Yeah, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, trying like. Fair enough, fair enough. The oh, West. means he cared enough to cheat. Yeah, <laughs> he was passionate about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's wrestling. Really, really <laughs> yeah. The West. Don, Adam, Dominic, Rosemary. Or the East. Fleur, Fleur. <laughs> Roger, Nathan, Angela. I, I, I only know one of the East, but I, I will know. tell you, the fact that Rosemary West is in one of the cars means I am absolutely not getting into that. Oh, no, don't make this do because I see Don West, I'm like, that's mine, that's my, that's my car. Oh, serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, Fred <gasps> West, yeah. Ab abducted yeah. teenage girls in a car with her husband. Yeah, I can't be doing great. that now. It's so I can't be doing that. Gonna, gonna, like, it's not that that's what we're going to do. I don't believe she's going to get yeah. the deciding vote. But she's going to be pushing for it. What does she want to do now? Anyone for a moment? No! No, yeah. No. Fuck like, sake, Rosemary. Like she, she's one of the worst ones. She buried like 10 girls under the patio of her house. Yeah. Got, got excavated in the 90s. She, yeah, like, like Dominic West is like, I was in the wire. She's like, I buried loads of children. Like <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, Rosemary! You ruined it again. I'm gonna take a, a dive into the unknown. Then I'm gonna go to the East, even yeah. though I don't know a single one. Fleur East is on the X Factor, and she's very good. Okay. She Did sings. She play that sax. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what that yeah, can. I don't know yeah, what that yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Bang it, right? Um, I was just that song played over and over again. Like, <laughs> it pisses off everyone else in the car except me. Um, the marks, Mark and you. 
Marky Jindrak Goldbridge um, <laughs> Labbit Lab- Lab- or the Tom's Selleck Peeping Cruise the Tech Engine <laughs> right Mark Jindrak legend Mark Goldbridge hilarious so that's for me who's Mark Goldbridge Mark Goldbridge is a YouTuber he's a streamer okay. um, yeah he, he does he does like a lot of FIFA stuff reacts to a lot he's a United fan as well he, he reacts okay. to a lot of uh, he does like United kind of you know the United like what's it called the United Stand or something like that it's like the United equivalent of you know it's like fan TV type stuff mm. um, he's legit like one of the most funniest fucking just, he just one of those people who's just naturally funny when he speaks you know those sort of people where it's like they have a voice that kind of makes you laugh but they are actually like funny as well yeah um, so I'm, I'm big 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 Mark Goldberg fan Marky Mark like Mark Wall, Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg, like hundred percent. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. this is fucking easy. Mark Labbit is the beast from The Chase. Yeah, uh, he's the guy. Who's oh, the best, he? not anymore. Oh, is he not? I think they got divorced. Oh, that's probably for the best. But, um, <laughs> I don't want. I don't understand the Tom's. Look, Thomas Tank Engine's a fucking legend. The Tom's. Right? The Tom's not, is not a freaky room. car. Yeah, it's a right. freaky car. Like for a start, Tom Selleck, great. Okay, we don't all agree on Tom okay. Selleck. Yeah. Then you've got like Tom Cruise, who's gonna like try to burst into Scientology. Well, that'd be handy. Then like, you've got like peeping Tom, just like. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just you're like right he's making me uncomfortable I'm going to look to my left and then you've got like <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine with his little sideways face like nothing on his face moves except for his eyes he's just like eh. <laughs> like, alright there's a weird karma Tom- <laughs> yeah. Thomas Tank Engine would be a laugh Tom Cruise converted me to Scientology like if there was a religion that I had to convert to like I'm just saying it is down the road so it's not too I hope they never catch you <laughs> <laughs> um so it could be worse, but yeah, I, I think for me, Mark Overage, like that's somebody you'd, you'd travel with like for a laugh, even if it is a late nineties Vauxhall um, where the windows can't roll down and mm. um, yeah. So so yeah, thank you for the question, Kendo. I think we're all uh, all yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, at EMS Pro Wrestling, you have the power to revive an old F one team for one season. Who do you pick? Personally, I would go with Braun GP. Katie, uh, I'm just gonna doodle for the next. Katie, yeah, she got her notebook. <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna chill out here. Believe it or not, my, some work. my knowledge on the history of Formula One is like miles off Katie. I did watch it briefly in the mid 2000s or whatever. But um, for me, uh, I think Racing Point and Renault are way nicer looking cars than Aston Martin and, um, and Alpine, in my opinion. Uh, I thought Racing Point was way better. I used to root for Perez and Stroll and actually had a chance to get in things because, like, some would say cheating, I would say thinking outside the box. Um, I but my answer is the Jordans because the one yeah, thing, the one thing for, for me is just the fact that like I I, re, I you know the way like oh, I always root for like an Irish person yeah. as, as long as I don't give me a reason not to root for them I'll root for them and like in motorsport like there's never any Irish people on the track like whenever I watch MotoGP there's never an Irish person you know IndyCar none you know um, in in Formula One there's never an Irish person when I'm watching it. So, at least if there was an Irish team, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's something. Well, we had an Irish racer. We had Eddie Irvin. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, he, he was, he was, this is the thing. He was quality. Like, he was actually a good racer. He, he was, was a Ferrari, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. He, was, he was Michael Schumacher's number two. Yeah. And, like, when he was, I think he was with Jordan as well. And when he was with, he was good, like. And, like, Eddie Jordan as well is, like, he's 
I'm not gonna say he's like Gunther at a Haas, where he's like just a personality, but he was. He was very outspoken. He was a very interesting character, and not in the kind of the way Irish people are usually addressed on the world stage, like the Donovan brothers, where they're like, "Oh Jesus, I'm just being a little bit sweet, tiddly day." Um, you know what I mean? He's actually like he's got shit to say, and he's a mover and a shaker. And Jordan were competitive. There was one year they went like Jordan were like, do you know the way sometimes in the Premier League, like Leicester did it a few years ago, where or but you're like. Like around the halfway stage of the Premier League, not as much this year now that, that you're getting the big four or big six or whatever you want to call them, but you'd have a team who'd go out and lead the league early and they'd be the pace setters and you'd be like, no, fucking Brentford aren't going to win the league. <laughs> but like that's what Jordan were. They were the early season pace setters and they were actually competitive. So Jordan are great. Benetton is another one who I'm a big mark for, basically because I'm a Michael Schumacher geek. So uh Benetton would, would be an outside shot, but Jordan definitely. Yellow car as well, like really slick car. It's not just a make up the numbers team, it's Irish, it's competitive, it's good, it's entertaining, it's got everything. They'd be brilliant on drive to survive. Um, they've got it all, so Jordan for me. Braun were actually the reason why I fell out with Formula One. Really? Yeah. Uh, and again, like I understand that EMS is like, you know, different ages, so like you're looking at it with different nostalgia. What, what year is this? What were we talking this about? This is like 2010 or so. Do you know, this is the early, the, the early 2010s, if that makes sense. Um, and the reason was they just out of nowhere, like Ross Brown is always a big figure in Formula One. He runs the sport now. But like he did just made the team and it was kind of like Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton where they just took over. They're just like, we're here now and we're the best team. Oh, we're really? The they're dominant, like? Yeah, they just, the, the, the first season, Jensen Button, um, oh. Jensen Button came in and Jensen Button was not a good driver. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I'm going to say something that you love, but like in practice, it's unsatisfying. Imagine next season, like Nicholas Latifi came out and was just like dominating everyone. He was Lewis Hamilton all of a sudden. And it's like, I feel like a miss. Jensen Button was like Latifi. He was he was like a lower case driver, you know what I mean? I, thought, I always thought he was like diesel. Was he not? No, Jensen yeah, Jensen Button was, and this is the thing because he's won these world championships now that it's like he's painted differently. <laughs> he was a he was a mid car mid car driver, and he he just like out of nowhere got put in by far the best car in a situation where he was like totally set up to succeed, and then all of a sudden we have to change our narrative on Jensen Button, and it's like. He's not a good driver, lads. He's just in this amazing car. And then you had kind of Hamilton and, and Alonso come out and, and they kind of wrestled it back from him and stuff. But like, it was like, yeah, it was a shit time. And then like Red Bull took over with Vettel as well and they became dominant. And it was about, that's the stage of Formula One where it was very much about the car. And not that it's not now, but like at least now we are having a competition at the top and yeah, yeah. The, the, the mid-table teams are competitive and interesting whereas then they just be it became about the supercar whereas it wasn't previously because back in the day when I loved it it was McLaren with Mika Hakkinen it was Ferrari with Michael Jordan it was Williams Michael with Jacques or Michael Schumacher sorry <laughs> Michael Schumacher but like it was Williams with uh, Jacques Villeneuve or Damon Hill and like you had like there was enough quality cars at the top that it was actually about who the best driver was but when Bronco came in it's like no it's about the car now and it's like I'm less interested in the car <laughs> the least interesting things to me in Formula 1 are where it's like the car is this amazing chassis and I, I'm and in the same boat in that regard yeah, yeah. yeah I'm more into like just seeing like I'm, not, I'm actually not, I know nothing about cars that's the gas thing yeah, that, that's same. why I'm, I can't believe motorsport grabbed me the way it did over the yeah. pandemic and now it's like one of my big interests because I know I still know nothing about cars and bikes but I just love seeing people doing their best and yeah. what happens but yeah I'm kind of I was actually doing this earlier do you know the way like 
with sport like with football you don't like when somebody's being dominant like even if it's like your own kind of team yeah. whereas for me like I'd be happy let's say like in Gat without getting into it but like I'd be happy if Dublin won every All-Ireland between now and then I'm dead or like if, if United was to win the league every year yeah. but in motorsport I'm actually in the same boat as you I'm like I don't. I want Verstappen to win, but if it was like Verstappen's third season winning, I wouldn't like it. You know what I mean? Like I'm rooting for John Mayer MotoGP because MotoGP is wide open. But if he was winning every race, I wouldn't really care. You know, kind of like so it's, I, it's a boring sport if it's someone's dominating. Yeah, and yeah. Gronk came in and dominated, and you just were never there for any of the story because they just arrived on the circuit one day. They had by far the best car, and then this mid carter just got shot up to it. Like it was like just a mid carter winning the main, winning the Royal Rumble. Do you know what I mean? It's like you just have like fucking. Again, something you love. Humberto Carrillo wins the Royal Rumble. But there's no reason for it. It's like he just came out in like 26. He didn't get a pop. And then all of a sudden he wins and he's gone to WrestleMania. See, that, that sounds amazing. It's, it's difficult because it's, you can't really do a like-for-like comparison. This is why in motorsport I'm in your boat. Because I find it in motorsport, it's like... It, it, in uh, The reason I don't mind Dublin winning every single match is because... I feel it is. It's one against one. At the end of the day, somebody else can beat them in a match. You know what I mean? Any football match, like the most dominant football team in the world that you can imagine. PSG this year, people are, like I believe somebody's gonna beat them. They've yeah. got Messi and Mbappe, Neymar. Somebody's still gonna beat them because it's one on one. But motorsport, it's a race, so it's kind of like there's not like a one on one kind of oh this person gets a lucky goal or this. You know what I mean? It's so gradual. It's so like well this person's the best car. So they're gonna they're gonna outpace you. And yeah. Unless there's a crash, they're gonna outpace you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you can literally tell the lap. Like if Hamilton is chasing someone, it's like on lap fifty seven he's gonna pass him out. They should like, do oh, that. Yeah. It's actually no, it's actually lap fifty six. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like all oh, right, yeah, fair enough. Um, so so yeah, no, that that was very unsatisfying. But I understand if if you if that was your formative years, a formula one, that's fair enough. I won't on hold it against you. Um, at Nolanoid four thousand, Jonathan asked a great question, and I have the Wikipedia page here because some drivers are locked in and some aren't. Predict what the 2022 F1 grid will be. This stuff really interesting. This is all you. Like, I'll, 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 I'll react, like, but, like, again, it's, it's all you. Are you familiar with the future drivers? Or? No. Yeah, yeah. So, the, I suppose, yeah, because if you don't know who's in the skills, you're trying to keep it under 45 minutes. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> uh, so, Mercedes, Hamilton, and a TBA. I think TBA is going to be George Russell. Yeah. I don't know if that's too Great. controversial. But that leaves Bottas as a, as a, a loose wheel. Who knows where he's going to go? Okay. Red Bull. Uh, Max Verstappen and TBA. I'd like to see Sergio Perez get another shot for another year. Think I think will. Pierre Gasly. I know you know he, he he's destined for big things, but I, 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 there's no harm in keeping him in AlphaTauri. I think he's dragging AlphaTauri to new heights. I think he's familiar with the team. He's still developing. They're still developing. I, I, it's not a bad situation. I think he'll he'll get a Red Bull seat eventually. But I think Perez deserves another year because he's the best co-driver for Max Verstappen in in, in years from what I, from what I know. I've been watching mm-hmm. for two years. <laughs> yeah. But um. While on topic of Alpha Terry, uh, it is currently Pierre Gasly and Sonoda. According to this, let me just check. Let me just check. Neither of those seats are confirmed. So I'm gonna go with Gasly for one. I'm not gonna go with Sonoda in the other one. I think he was called up way too quickly. He's he's very very young. He's got loads of potential. But I think he was kind of thrown. He was thrown into that too quickly, in my opinion. I said at the time that Perez should have taken Red Bull seat, and when Kvyat left Alpha Terry and that left the seat open, Sonoda should have stayed in F2. And into that Alfa Terry seat should have been a demoted Alex Albon. Mm-hmm. And I want Alex Albon to get another shot at Alfa Terry. I think he's decent, he's young, he's still got a lot of potential. And I think it'd be the perfect seat for him just for another year or whatever, just, just see what he has to offer. I, I'd like to see uh, so Albon and Gasly in the Alfa Terry. Uh, Alpine, it's confirmed, Alonso and Ocon. Uh, although I would like to see Guan Yu Joe, he's, he's probably going to win the F2. He's in Alpine's academy. He could, he's been in F2 for ages now. I'd love to see him get his chance, but obviously Alonso and Ocon, I can't complain. Yeah. I love Alonso and Ocon really stood up, you know, yeah. did his, did his part. 
Um, Ferrari is is that confirmed? Leclerc and Sainz. Ferrari is confirmed. Who else is a major team? I'm trying to do it in order of like importance. Um, yeah, you don't need to like go through Williams. <laughs> Aston Martin. No, but actually, that's the interesting one. Okay. Aston Martin. Okay, so Aston Martin is Vettel and TBA. Do you have any thoughts on that? No. I, I think Stroll's going to resign because it's his dad's team. Yeah, it makes sense. And the reason they got rid of Perez last year is because he like. Stroll is his son. Yeah. Like I love Stroll, but like Perez is better. But they got rid of Perez for Stroll, so I he's say, not awful either. So yeah, it's not, I, it's not an egregious hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just seeing now if I have I left. Right. So, oh, McLaren as well. They're they're confirmed. Ricardo and Lando Norris mm-hmm. for next year. So now we've got some interesting ones. Haas is confirmed uh, for next year. Alfa Romeo and Williams. Alfa Romeo intrigue the fuck out of me because you've got Kimi Raikkonen. Everyone says every year, oh, okay, he's gonna retire this year. He's gonna retire this year. But he doesn't because he loves it and he's having a crack and I love watching him. So I'd like to be stayed. I love Joe Benazzi. He represents the long-haired gang uh, <laughs> in, in motorsport. So I, I want to see Joe Benazzi stay. But if either of those aren't coming back in the next year, I really want Callum Eilat in that seat. Jonathan L, you know who that is. Callum Eilat was competing with Schumacher last year in F2 and it went down to the final day. And I think in motorsport, you know, it... So many factors go into people's success, you know, that they don't have any control over. That, like, if you come second and it goes down to the final day, you, you are arguably just as good as Schumacher, you know what I mean? So, I'd like to see Callum Eilat in there. Finally, Williams. Fascinating. Right. What are your thoughts on this? Because you know the people involved. Okay. Apparently, Williams are they're, they're under new ownership now um, after it was bought out last year. And they already seem now a lot better than they were last year as well. Um, George Russell's on his way. There's rumours Latifi isn't going to be coming back, maybe. I'd love to see King Latifi stay, I love him. But it looks like Williams might actually be upgrading to a mid-table team next year. It looks like they could be actual competitors. And I'm seeing names like Hulkenberg and Bottas being thrown Ooh. into the mix. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Bearing in mind Williams right there, star man Dan Tictum has been kicked out of their academy and he's not being given a seat in Formula 1. I would have loved to have seen Dan Tictum in. If you don't know who he is, he's a dickhead. But not in like a Mazepin way. Right. In more of a kind of like, one time when he was 16, what happened was... I, a, a car pissed him off, right, and he ended up spinning out, but like still in the race. Yeah. So he was at the back of the safety car. He overtook ten cars in the safety car just to crash into the lad that took him out and wiped him off the track. <laughs> what he's like, but that was when he was sixteen. He's since grown up, but he's still a dickhead. Um, you know, he still he took the piss out of Latifi, calling him shit, whatever. Uh, I got a stream last week. He's very immature. He's a spoiled brat, but I think he would have stirred up a lot of drama. Either way. He's not getting to see... The only other drivers in their academy, I think, are like Roy Nassani, who's shy, might buy his way into a seat, but I think he needs super license points to get it. Okay. I'm not sure. So, it could be legit, like, stars next next year for, for Williams. It could be okay. Hulkenberg and Bottas. Interesting. I'll be up for that. Um, yeah, so, that's not really a prediction, but kind of half what I'm into. Thanks for the question, Jonathan. Okay, you're back here. You're getting tagged in the big, big way. Oh god, okay. At Simpsons WWE, everyone has one drink that they drank as a team that ended no, up... No, we missed one. What? Oh. <laughs> like, I specifically put a Katie that's, question that's in why, here. That's why I was like, this doesn't seem like a very Katie question. Like, I mean, I'm sure she has an answer, but it's very random. Anyway, at Onyx Graves won, with what if starting this week, what if WCW won the war? It's Marvel and WCW. It's the Katie's of Katie Right, well, I'll tell you the first thing what would happen is I would have a much better fucking draft for the main show. <laughs> I would have Nitro, I would have Thunder, I would have WCW Worldwide, I would have it all. <laughs> there would be no fucking Raw being watched, it would just be WCW all day, every day, and it would, it, it would be a, a good period in my life. I miss it so much. <laughs> 
WCW won the war. Ah, oh, that's such a broad question. There's like, so many aspects, isn't there? Like, like what, like, because like obviously, obviously their creative content was way down by the end. Like, so like, would wrestling have actually survived <laughs> heading in that like creative direction? Like, I honestly don't think it would have. <laughs> like, I love WCW, but they did like end with like uh, David Arquette as champion, and yeah. like you know what I mean. Like there was, like. I, again, I love them, but their their last ever show was headlined by Ric Flair, who was too embarrassed to take off his T-shirt, and Sting, who didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in one of the worst main events that had ever been shown on telly, because nobody gave a fuck. Like, mm. uh, all the good people had jumped ship. They'd invested so much in, like, XWWE stars that, like, couldn't wrestle anymore. Like, it, it, like it was bleak at the end. I, I don't think that, like, kind of... Like, yeah, but WCW won the war. So I don't think you're judging them as in, like... That like that shit got mad ratings like. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we're talking so like about you can pick kind of a better timeline for it. Like again, it's a what if scenario. So like you can pick it. You can pick an alternate timeline. So I suppose here. the alternate timeline is they didn't give as much power to the old guard, the yeah. the Hulk Hogan's and oh, God forbid me for saying it's the Kevin Nashes and the Skulls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like I like the new blood stuff they were doing at the end. Um, there's actually Jeff Jarrett has just released a podcast this week on the New Blood Rising pay per view, which I've spoken about at length as one of my favorite pay per views of all time. So I can't wait to listen to that. But. Uh, yeah, I suppose the alternate is they actually ran with the new blood stuff and actually let the the, the young talented wrestlers like. So so is that your top. branch timeline? Like that's the new my branch blood. timeline. Yeah. Like because I always felt WCW had a much stronger cruiserweight section that they should have leaned on heavier, like similar to the way TNA did the X division. It could have been a a proper draw for them, mm. and like if they didn't let the likes of like the radicals go to WWE, if they had it fought harder to keep them rather than keep the likes of Bret Hart and Big Money contracts, you know, okay, at so that stage of his career. So let's look at that branch then. Who's the who's the who's the face? Who's the star? Who's Bo- the guy? Booker T is still your star. Okay. I still I still think he, he's he's a good star. And who who are the people that it's kind of building around that turn the war around in their favour? Billy Kidman. Billy Kid okay. <laughs> Billy Kidman was a big deal. Well, not like arguing. Good. He wrestled Hulk Hogan, he beat him, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, this so wasn't what it was about. Hair and Palumbo. They were class. Yeah! <laughs> I like John Hart, we finish here with John O'Hare's finisher. The Richter scale, I call it. But like, what did he call it? <laughs> <laughs> the Richter scale! <laughs> that's actually a costly. Yeah. Why not? That's actually cool. I was, like, I, I was really good at names. Like, I had my, my, my submission finisher was the Super Califragilistic XBL and Doshe. <laughs> just because we had like Eamon Darcy as a commentary and he was really slow at like saying words so I wanted to make him say it's the super califragile <laughs> and when Tony says it and the bell is wrong that's it yeah I, know, I was going to do it like three or four times a match <laughs> and obviously like it causes an earthquake because it's such a powerful move well, jo- Sean O'Hare is actually here so okay so I've just looked up the new blood members I'm sorry right? Sean O'Hare's uh, other finisher as well the Shantan Bond Sean Tom Bond. best yes. name ever yeah. like, I love it the, the new blood members so this is who WCW would have hinged on if they had a went in my branch timeline of leaning on their young talent and you know what maybe it's good it died right so <laughs> David Arquette now, <laughs> now look, right, it gets much better because okay. the next person is one of my all time favourites and someone who I always thought should have had a main event run and it's right. Mike Gawson okay he, he like that's who everybody should have built a company around okay. Buff Bagwell Oh, that works again. What would be your thoughts on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to count Bam Bam Bigelow as a new blood youngster. 
He was on a very This early is like the NWO where it's not like the WWE yeah. NWO for the big shows in it. Bo- <laughs> Booker T could have led the company. Crowbar always liked him. Him and David Flair were class when they didn't let David Flair wrestle. Uh, Disco Inferno, no thank you. Shane Douglas, no thank you. Goldberg, look, he's still a star in 2021. Yeah. You could have kept going with him. Hugo Tu Guerrero, <laughs> still a star in 2021. <laughs> still a big star. <laughs> Bret Hart, Horace Hogan, Mark Ginchak, Johnny the Bull. Next person, super Horace underrated, Chris Canyon. Who better? He, you could have hinged a company yeah. around him. Well, okay. <laughs> I feel like you could have picked a better jumping off point. They were destroying WWE at one stage. I feel like if you had done it like around 97 and just been like, build momentum. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I don't feel like Horace Hogan, a stable bombing Horace Hogan <laughs> would turn it around. You brushed past Mark Jindrak, I feel. No, we talked about them. Jindrak and O'Hare, Chuck Palumbo as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Very promising. Like they had a lot of good promising stuff there. Like uh, Johnny the Bull and Big Vito always enjoyed them. I probably still would have watched the video Like would, Stone Cold, well, Austin, Austin and The Rock. Like I probably like. No, this is like the branch timeline where WCW take over and win the oh. war. And then like. <laughs> so you're like, actually you're enjoying Raw. Like, oh man, it's actually great. Everybody's watching. I was like, yeah, we. Well, Horace like, Hogan's on the other channel. We're watching. It's like Austin the Glass shattering and Austin Rock on the stair. I was like, oh lads, can't wait for WrestleMania 17. And WCW walk in with Johnny the Bull or whatever. It's like we won. It's like what? Who would you rather watch? Taz or Tank Abbott? Tank Abbott's dancer. Okay, is it? Okay. Oh, I don't wrong. I, I watched a lot of old school UFC. Tank Abbott is a fuck it, well, he's a tank, hence the name, right? <laughs> but Taz, Taz is so killing, man. I hate, I hate, like, I, one of my biggest things that I hate about, like, WWE history is, like, Taz during the invasion, where it's like, man, he should have been, like, oh, he's just so cool. And it's like, just, he like, came in beating Kurt Angle. And they went, they went from that to, like, Austin like getting angry at him because he wore orange and I was like man this is so embarrassing how do they make him look like such a little nerd like he's the coolest man even today like again we're talking about like look at people today like Taz today is a is a fucking legend you know what yeah, I mean like yeah. I don't know yeah okay so maybe I could have picked a stronger jumping off point but it still would have been very exciting if WCW won the war okay uh, yeah that's your opinion and you're entitled to it <laughs> we would have got a sequel to Ready to Rumble and that would have been class. <laughs> we would have had that franchise instead of the Marine. The, the Fast and Fast and the Furious, like there's ten movies like <laughs> And it wouldn't be John Cena in them, it would be Tank Abbott. There you go. Yeah, this is this that that's a branch it is definitely a branch timeline. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, sorry, the questions are jumping around my screen. Uh, at, at Roscom Dan, thoughts on Messi, Barcelona, PSG Saga, and is there a wrestling equivalent? Okay. You're the football expert now. You skilled corporate or you're on. Is this not what we answered in the main show? Well, the wrestling part, kind of. Yeah, we talked about the wrestling. There stuff. isn't really... I don't know if there's a wrestling... Well, maybe there's a wrestling equivalent. Is it the equivalent like Drake, Drake Maverick when he got cut from NXT and he was really upset? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but he did it. He did. Well, he did a selfie of him crying around in a press conference. See, I, have, I haven't seen Messi's press conference, so I don't know. 100%. What are your thoughts on, on the Messi situation in general? Uh, it's Messi. Kim, <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, you know what's weird? I actually like weirdly don't care that much. Next week. It was a very Leo Leo situation Leo situation. 
Anyway, no, my, point is, <laughs> my point is, um, I I weirdly don't care about it that much. Like, I've seen fans who are like devastated, like their heart has been ripped out, their chest messy, no longer at Barcelona. But I'm like, I mean, like, I, 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 I understand the significance of it. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't feel so like emotionally like it's it's a you know. I understand. Again, I don't under understate the significance of it, but I think maybe because Barca is never like you know a team that I had any sort of mad love for. Yeah. Um, it's I I want to see Messi move. I want to see Messi do his thing elsewhere. Maybe not PSG. That's a bit. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, though, I think there is a very interesting story with PSG. Like also, I think the French league, not in terms of history, but I think at the minute, one thing that's a very interesting side effect of this is look at La Liga and like in terms of its star power now. And look at like I think the French league has overtaken La Liga in my opinion because we're one team. Be well, but they're not even champions. Yeah, they're not the champions. You know what I mean? And like if you look at who's the, who's in, you know, who's who's the next best player in La Liga after Messi? There yeah. are there are loads of Ronaldo and, and Messi gone. Like it's it's and Neymar it's, uh, and all like this. It's fascinating. Suarez is still there, but he's aging and yeah. yeah. It's this yeah. is a real decline for La Liga, which I find very interesting. That's but still, yeah. it's um. Am I that upset? I'm, like, not, not really. I, oh, again, what I find interesting about it is when I, when I, I love when a team assembles its own kind of, I don't know, Avengers. Is that movie right? That's a cool <laughs> reference on that. Uh, <laughs> its own Suicide Squad. Is that top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did it! You did it! <laughs> because, like, it's not like, okay, like, I want to see them smash League One. I want to see them lose. I want to see them fall apart. I think it'd be fascinating. I want to see, like, a team, like, I don't know, like, he was, like, Shakhtar Donetsk or something. You know, there's always a Shakhtar Donetsk in the fucking Champions League group stage. I want to see them beat PSG in the group stage. I want to see them not have any chemistry and fall apart. Like, even though they've got the best team in the world on paper. Just, uh, like, I find it fascinating to see them fall apart and to see upsets and, you know what I mean, underdogs getting, like, big wins and all that. Like, I think there's opportunity for, like, I know, it's, you don't know, like, you don't know, is he gonna, like, ad- I mean, he should adapt because he's messy, but what if he doesn't, you know, he won't it's a flop, like, there is, it's, it's fascinating, I, I, it is, like, I'm not, like, when I say I don't care, I'm not, like, upset, I'm not, I don't emotionally care, but, like, from a fan standpoint, like, it is very interesting, and I can't wait to see, like, I'll definitely have my eye on PSG and stuff during the year, see what they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's, I find it hilarious. Like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't give a rat if one of the richest footballers of all time is sad because he doesn't get to play for his club anymore. It's like cry me a fucking river. Like Barcelona, I never got to play for Barcelona. And Barcelona, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Barcelona, like fucking yeah, exactly. You've been doing it for it's years, like, man. Yeah, I, I, I've had to do this all my life, and now it's like okay, I can understand why he's probably upset. It's like my kids have to change schools and stuff like that. That's fair enough. But like, it's like you're not a victim here either. Do you know what I mean? Is, is like, it because he wanted more money than they're allowed to pay him? They, like to a degree no he was actually taking a pay cut okay. to keep playing for them but like he was told it would be grand and then like his life got uprooted okay. it is a, it's a fascinating story because his life got uprooted in a matter of days because he, he kept, like he was coming back from the Copa America going it's fine I'm going back to Barcelona I'll do whatever it takes I'm happy to take a pay cut finish my career there this is what I want to do I, and like Messi last year came out and said that he wanted out of Barcelona so over the past year, he's made his piece to actually know. I'm starting my career here. I want to finish my career here. I'm ready to sign the dotted line. He goes to do it, and then Liga have like new kind of uh, like regular restrictions put in place because like the financial like side of Barcelona are crazy. They they like had if they had signed Messi, they would have <laughs> it would have cost them 110 percent of what they earn. 
You know, oh, what I mean? no, it's like shit. on wages alone, without any other expenses, wages were a hundred and ten percent of them. If he took the cut rate version, if they kept sorry, that's what they kept him on his own rate. If they took the cut rate version, the ninety-five percent of everything they earned were still on wages. They could not afford this. They are fucking broke, which is fascinating. And karma fucked them super league. <laughs> Um, but that's that's what I was saying this to like my dad who doesn't give a fuck about football and didn't want to listen to me but I, he was the only other person in the room uh, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like no actually no sorry he did because he's uh, he's a bus driver so he goes into the canteen and people are like what you think of Messi and he's like oh yeah yeah Messi that's, that's it's pretty messy am I right <laughs> uh, without knowing what so he actually did actually ask for an explanation but I, I was saying like this is like when all the when what's his name Roman Perez what was his name it was like Lardino football Perez, football yeah. is unsustainable it's like no it's not you can kick a ball yeah your club is unsustainable yeah. you pay fucking ninety five percent whatever it is for Messi you yeah. know what I mean like or whoever I know it's not his club but like you know like so uh, yeah I I don't I've no sympathy for them I don't really care it's fascinating I, I like I like seeing different teams get chances so we'll it's, see where it goes it's gas as well because their solution to get Paris Saint Germain's solution to get Champions League success is to get the one high profile player who's more of a baller in the Champions League than they are like Messi wilts in the later stages of the Champions League year after year after year PSG profited from this last year when they beat <laughs> Messi he just disappears so like it's you're, well, I think you're right in what you're saying that they're going to bottle it he's also lose. Taylor made for PSG though. Like if PSG is like I'd say they knew that. I'd say they knew like this side's gonna bottle the Champions League with us. We're gonna bottle the Champions League. Ah, but you would though. Like the money's there, you know, <laughs> yeah, no one yeah, else yeah. is the money. Yeah. They City have gone for Greenish and yeah. Kane, United have gone wherever, it's like, go on, go on. Yeah. It's like they're they probably had a big beat, they're like, this is an off idea, I don't think this is gonna work out. But then it was just silent and it was like Ah, uh, might as well. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing they do with David Beckham. Would he have been at the same stage of his career? No, he'd have been like he'd have been much later. You know what I mean? But, but it's also like if you look at it from a brand point of view and getting a name rather than a player. But like Beckham wasn't wasn't effective at that stage of his of his career, whereas Messi is still. Uh, did Beckham go from LA LA Galaxy to LAX? Hasta la muerte. David Beckham. Hasta la muerte. He finished in LA Galaxy. Or did he go from Galaxy to PSG? Oh, oh yes, yeah, so he was oh, the I, I thought he went to LA, LA Galaxy. He did, and then he came back. I think he did a stint at Milan, if I'm right in saying. And then he oh, really? Yeah. I think I think I could be getting mixed up there. Um, but he did, yeah. He kind of bounced around towards the end. But he did. I, I remember him going off the pitch crying uh, in PSG. Um, but yeah, no, great question, and an exciting times ahead. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for the question, Dan. At Simpsons WWE. Everyone has one drink they drank as a teen and ended up near death with. Uh, a drink whose taste still haunts you to this day. Mine's Hennessy, drank it at a gaff party, blacked out, woke up, still tasting it in my mouth. Vomit everywhere, can't even stand the smell now. What's yours? I've got three. Oh. <laughs> this was a you question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Copperberg, drank it at my 18th, have never drank it since because I was so violently ill the next day. Um, tequila. Again, drank too much of someone else's 18th, was violently sick all the way home. And this is when you had to pay for a taxi home from town to Bray, which was like 60 quid already. And then like when you think you're going to like hurl and then all your mates are terrified <laughs> because you'd have to pay the cleaning fee in the taxi. So there's like numerous stops and a mad frantic run for a ditch like and then like... Oh, it, Oh, that's still true. What do you mean when you have to pay for a taxi? You no, walk? you know what I mean. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you walk in and be like, do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the free Lewis. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
many Lewis tickets checked as I have had in the last week. Every single Lewis ride. Um, no, you know, I, I live in walking distance of town now, so I don't uh, tend to like get taxis. Yeah, but right. when I lived in Bray, like going to town for a night out wasn't the big thing, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you saved your money, you got your good clothes on, like that was it. And the last one is Stella Artois. I got smashed on it at a house party, projectile vomited on a ceiling, fell asleep in a ditch and I had to call my ma. Um, and when your ma picks you up for the first time, stinking drunk, it's... What's wrong? I just remember sitting in the back garden and she's like, I'm not even angry because I feel so bad for you right now. Stead, yeah, gosh. like, and I can't even, I, I don't drink beer full stop to this day. Mm. I only drink cider and spirits. No beer. I'm, I'm actually the same. Uh, my first, uh, like, my first time drinking was Halloween. I think I was, I think I was 14. Yeah, I was 14 because I, I, I didn't drink again for six months because it was so bad. I had, like, a can and a bit of tenants. Oh. what a horrible thing to start with like oh my god like tenants is like it's rough tenants is like when you've drank so much you can't taste anything more you essentially just have to drink piss to get a feeling that you're drinking now and you're just starting on that it is heavy um i true like we were having we we're at a bonfire and i'm throwing all my cans at the bonfire because i couldn't give them away to anyone else i was like i'm not drinking again and then like i kept getting peer pressure so then eventually i was like right but i'll do cider because apple juice uh, and then I was a bummer guy, so now I'm still sober to this day and I don't like beer, so it's exact same as you. My man's a genius. Uh, the first ever drink I had was 15. I was on holidays with my family and my friend's family and they bought me and my friend a load of iron brew uh, wickets thinking mm. we would drink them and they'd be so rotten we wouldn't want to drink again. And it worked. <laughs> I didn't drink again for like a year. Nice. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I got off-brand LucasAid Sport and Little. And it tasted like piss. It well, I don't know what piss tastes like. It's what I imagine piss would taste like. Um, it was disgusting, and uh, I I never want to have it ever again. <laughs> I was like, I remember because I remember it was back in the days where like I I kind of lived near the mountains. I remember when I was like 15, 16, we used to always go like up the mountains, like hanging out ever during the summer. So like you'd be fucking like this was a like I don't even like I wouldn't be I'd probably just die if I tried doing it now like like the walk. But like I was I was much. Um, physically healthier and I was 15, 16 in terms of like I could like walk up a mountain or whatever. Uh, but like you'd be sweating and you'd need a drink really badly. The only drink I had with me was this piss flavoured fucking Lucasade Sport. Luke, like I don't even know what you call it. It wasn't Lucasade, it was shite like. <laughs> but um, so that's literally all I had to drink. So I was like, this is awful. I just kept drinking because I was desperate. And, like it was just oh, pain, absolute pain. Um, so yeah, never gonna drink it again. That's um, Bodinho 90. Final question. Thank you for the question, by the way. Um, one million euro, but you have to spend 12 hours in a dark room full of the animal you fear the most. If it's venomous animal, it can't bite, or if it was snakes, they're not gonna constrict you, but they can walk, crawl, slither yeah, on you. Do you take the money? Um, I don't actually know what my, my sort of least favorite animal is or the scariest animal. I feel like sitting here, like, I, 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 well, I mean, maybe, is it a wasp? I don't, know. I don't actually know, to be honest. I feel like sitting here, I'd say, yeah. But then if you actually, if you were to actually like put me there, like realistically, like logically I would, because you know, it's a lot of money and you only have to do it for like, what, 12 hours, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> torture. but no, but if you were in there, I feel like you'd be like, oh, not like no way, you know what I mean? Like, but then I also, I do feel like if you're able to get over the initial fear, yeah. then you become numb to it after the first hour. And it's just, it comes, it just comes to cases, right, this is fucking boring, but at least I get a million euro when it's done. But I feel, but again, that initial hour would be really stressful. I thought like, 
Well, wasps. Like, I imagine if it was wasps, it'd be, yeah, dark room full of the animals, so it's like thousands of wasps. You can't avoid them, like, and also they'd yeah. be stinging you as well. Cause well, not, no, they're not, like, they're not damaging you. They're not. Well. Because you can die from a wasp. Oh, can you? Do you never see my girl? What? He definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you never see the second most famous Macaulay Culkin movie? <laughs> second best priest. You know what I mean? Not worth it. Um, no, that's yeah. You can die from a uh, uh, interior. Well, a, a bigger deal should be made of that because I've been alive. <laughs> I don't think you do like a lot. Like I don't think it happens regularly. But does that mean they're not going to sting me? I was like, they sting me. They're out disqualified. Yeah, they're uh, right. You're <laughs> protesting jokers wasting on but um I, I like I, I say yes now because in, in theory it is absolutely worth it it's 12 hours of shite but you get a million euro and there's no long lasting effects but if I'm there I do know that realistically I'd, I'd be too scared I'd, I'd bitch out like yeah. oh but, the, yeah this is a hard no for me I have a crippling fear of rats like uh, like whoa. absolutely Three weeks ago, I rang Phil because I got off the Lewis and there was a rat on the footpath and I cried because he wouldn't move and I rang Phil to leave our house, walk down the road, meet me, shoo the rat away and then walk me home. Like, it's a, it's a proper phobia. Like, I couldn't. This is why Suicide Squad is hard for me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, certain, that certain, makes sense. Certain scenes, I was like, I am not okay with yeah, this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That actually makes sense. Yeah, like for me, my my biggest is like I don't even have an animal. It's just creepy crawlies in general. Like do you know. Yeah, what that was kind of my thought process. Like yeah. and like you can just feel like and what bothers me about them isn't the dangerous side. What bothers yeah, me about yeah. them is the thought of swallowing them, them going into your mouth or your nose or like crawling over your eyes and stuff like that, and just like having to like just st- stand there and deal with it and just feeling them on my skin crawling all over me like because there's nowhere else. Like it's horrific. It's torture. It's twelve hours. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to stay in the room. And then I've just stayed in the room for two hours, gone through hell and got nothing. <laughs> so it's a waste of time even doing this because I wouldn't get through it. So no. Uh thanks Chris. I really enjoy your questions though. Thanks for thanks for coming back in. I know Chris used to get quite stressed about like having to move questions every week. So yeah, you should I appreciate be. you, you let free this is this is important business. I appreciate you it up this week, but what about next week or the next one? You don't know, like, you e- know what e- I mean? even though it's less regular, I appreciate you kind of coming back in with this because we do enjoy these questions. I put a lot a lot of effort into this podcast start to finish, you know what I mean? Um so I expect that same effort in return by <laughs> 